Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. We attended an anime convention. You we- attended an anime convention? <laughs> well, we did. Well, let's yeah, let's uh, put this in more clarity. We uh, well, how did you say it, Alex? We crashed the anime convention. Yeah, we did. Um, you can pull that closer to yourself. It was. I was going through our um, our documents that we've acquired. <laughs> we have the documents. We have some documents. We have some. I don't know if we'll be able to put it on here, but I know we have some footage. Yes, we have some footage, and we're going to play some of the audio later when we talk about those bits. So stay tuned for that. But yes, we quote-unquote crashed it, reported on it. We did some investigative journalism. I'm going to make something very clear because many people are going to say, oh, you sound like Nick Fuentes, don't you? You hate cat boys. You hate all these things. You don't like these things. And yet you did X, Y, and Z. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I do not like anime at all. You do not like anime at all, correct? Yeah. Okay. But we put ourselves out there. We took a hit for the team. We risked our lives going into that convention and our Just, noses yeah, yeah yeah all of our five senses were at risk and we did it just to see what it's all about see what these people do to get a sense of like what is it like like are, do these people because yeah, people have like stereotypes of anime people and you wonder like are these really the stereotypes that you hear about are these people you know interesting in some way or do they you know have any is this really just a bunch of weird people like dressing up as some think it is well we went there and what are your uh final thoughts your verdict on the whole investigation well i think we've uncovered some uh, very disturbing sort like a very disturbing fandom honestly like when we first went in there like you would see people from all like not even just anime like there would be video game people we saw a few members of the furry community over there we did see a furry a couple uh transvestites i saw i don't know if like if it's you know they dress in drag outside of uh anime or if it's just for that particular you know i'm sorry a little bit of audio issues or if, no, it's, we're good. or if it's just for that thing, but there was a few men in uh, dresses, and that was uh, pretty disturbing. And, and just the smell of that place. Like, I know we have investigated previously uh, Setsukon, you know, I believe this was our, you know, it was four years ago. And, uh, you know, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give it this. It was a lot less pungent this time. I don't know if many people have learned <laughs> to take a bath or if maybe the venue was larger, so there was less uh, stink wafting around the rooms, but... For the most part, it wasn't, like, unbearable. I mean, there was a few times, like, they had... Like, there was a whole host of events there, and honestly, we probably missed some of the more interesting ones. More deviant ones, yes. some would say. Some hey, of them occurred did tonight. It, did it smell like cheese curls and sadness? It smelled <laughs> like sweat and, like, you know, that rag that you leave in the, you know, in the hamper at the bottom that you don't want your mom to find. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, it just smells like sadness and depression and, you know, it, it was terrible. Like, but it wasn't as bad as the last time, so I'll give it that. But, like, man, it, it was just such a strange place. So many, like, hipsters over there. Like, you know, it was for certain people. Like, this is pretty much just like a, a nerdy, like, gun show kind of sort of vibe to it. But Without like, the guns. Yeah, like, no, they had guns there, but they weren't real They guns. were fake. Yeah, they yeah. were fake guns. But they had a lot of hipsters they had like a soda, like a hipster soda fountain where it was like, I think it was like 10 or $20 and you got like a uh, mug and looked like one of those like cheap ones you'd find at Walmart for like a dollar. They can do uh, Moscow mules and stuff in there. 
like one of those sort of things, but they put like hipster soda, like craft soda, because I guess maybe they didn't have a liquor license or something. And, and just like that whole place was just very disturbing. Like when me and um, me and Sean were originally walking. Sean and I. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Nazi. But um, yeah, so when we first came there, we parked in the, uh, they had like a enclosed a parking park. garage. Yeah, and that was probably it, the most shady parking garage I've ever been in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I it, thought I said something else. No, it, it was very disturbing. It was there was shady. no lights. Like there was places where all sorts of crimes could probably be committed. Yeah. And no one would know. It was the scariest parking garage I've ever been in. And it was just, just creepy. Like, because we kept going up and there was less and less light. And we're like, there's got to be a light at the end of this tunnel. And you notice, like, where there was lights, where all the cars were parked. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, eventually when we went to leave, apparently they turned on the lights. But, like, even then, it was just unsafe. Yeah. It was especially unsafe because we tried to go and uh, use a staircase. And the one staircase had a sheet of ice on there. So, you know, you try to go down there, you're going to be slipping and falling down a flight of stairs. Like, I don't know how someone, like, didn't sue them because that is... Very dangerous. Yeah, that is, like, beyond negligent for the... uh, Well, I can't say beyond negligent, but it was definitely something that should not be... uh, should not be done. Like it is a serious hazard to my health. If I would like, I'm a slept when I open up that door to go and hold on to the yeah. door handle. And then when you let go of the door, it just went boom. Yeah, and I couldn't even find the elevators. Like it was, I think they did. Well, have we did one. find it, but it didn't go all the way down. Yeah, I don't know, it was it was just shady. It was really shady. But the good part was it was free. But yeah, no, it, it was definitely they should have treated that better. Because I was looking at the employee the employee parking lot, and that entire thing looked like a nice rink. Yeah, yeah. This was in Altoona, by the way, so you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And it was just, you know, like I said, it was a shady parking lot, but when we got in, we knew we were in the right place when we walked in. Oh, yeah, your nose was assaulted by the uh, various uh, odors. It wasn't as bad as 2016 or 17. I think it was just like... The, the general area was really bad. The other places weren't as bad with the exception of the obese belly dancers. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. The, at least the belly dancers they had last time were fit. They were in shape. These had belly dancers that clearly didn't do a lot of belly dancing. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just like I didn't get it. And there was a furry in one of these things we saw, and they unmasked. And then they had this, you know, cosplay TED Talk. It wasn't even a TED Talk. Like, at least TED Talks have some sort of character to them. This was just some crappy PowerPoint that, first, you couldn't read it because there was too many lights. And so they had to fix that. And then when they did fix it, it was just, you know, I almost fell asleep. I got so bored. They just kept ranting on about, like, fabrics. And, like, they they had a couple people up there, and it was was just boring. And then they had some people from the audience, like the one person. She kept, like, just... Jan, like going on and on and on. I was just like, you know, are they going to go and like pull her like at the cane out or something? Yeah. She just kept interjecting. And she was really weird too, that one girl. Remember? Yeah, yeah she, was, she was a little bit strange. But do, do you remember the part where they were talking about like what not to do with cosplaying? <laughs> one of them said, no, do, do not use as a tool for race, bullying and racism. Like they should have elaborated a little bit on that. They elaborate, what they, mean? they elaborate on like the one part, like 
it was i forget it was one of the rules was like do not go and use cosplay to go and like don't you're not like you can't claim no you can't can't claim a cosplay as like your character yeah cosplay's character is your own yeah they like went to depth with that one like that's (laughs) apparently a prom it's like no i'm i'm the real naruto (laughs) you know you guys are all like fake this is my cosplay get out of my swamp (laughs) you know this this is why it's cosplay appropriation yeah, and and it's like this is why people don't respect this you know group of individuals. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I went to this with open eyes, open ears last time. Got weirded out, and this time I think we're just kind of like we find he's a bit entertaining and it's interesting exploring subcultures. Is like why is this person doing this with their life? You know, I obviously do not endorse, but like when these people, uh, I'll, I'll criticize a trad right here when they say. Oh, there's all this, you know, degeneracy and bad things happening. But and you look at like these people are like, like look at the anime community. Like there's not that many of them out there. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's growing. How but, many are there? Well, I mean, you look at some of them, you wouldn't expect them. Like some of these older people there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. We went down <laughs> this one convention hall, and there was this guy in front of us that was, for lack of a better term, just kind of like creeped us yeah. out. He was in a Dwight Schrute costume from The Office. Yeah. I, didn't even know, I didn't know it was a Dwight Schrute costume. He just kept, like, following us. Yeah. No, he grabbed the chair, and then he started following us. That's why I got scared. I'm like, oh, let's move. We're getting out of here. Like, this this is too much. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And when we were in the vending area, like, you you saw, you made a great joke that just went over my head for a second. Like, this is something, like, Phil was, like, saying to me. Like, you hate it when people don't get your good jokes. Like, you had a good joke. It took us a little bit to get it. You want to tell us that? Yeah, so this, like, they have, I need to go and first explain where this white flag came from. So they, yeah, they had, do need that context. So these belly dancers, uh, they're called, like, Antiphony or something. And you're supposed Antifa, a- Antipony. I don't know how you say it. I just <laughs> know how it's spelled. A- Antipode. They go, and apparently when they're doing their thing, you you get like a flag, and you're- it corresponds to one of the uh, girls, or I-, I don't know if the guy is included. But they you go and wave these flags around for the I guess your waifu or whichever character that you like when they start doing something good, and then you're supposed to make this like. The screeching sounds like lee 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 lee. That's what they like. I'm just they didn't even do it this time when we were in there because we kind of jumped in halfway through. I, the last time we were there, it, it spooked me out. I left like five minutes after they did that and the <laughs> Pokemon belly dancing. But anyways, so you have different colored uh, flags and there was like a girl with white hair, black hair, like yellow hair and red hair. And someone brought a, a white flag into the uh, convent into the vendor That's hall. That's racist. <laughs> and he um. He dropped it off, and he's like, hey, someone lost this. And I was like, oh, they must be French because it was a white flag. <laughs> and then the guy ends up, like, coming back. He's, he told me a joke. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, I went to a gun show once, and there was a uh, there was a French rifle. It was dropped once and never fired. <laughs> yeah, he, like, that was probably one of the few, like, cool Actually, people cool people yeah like, he just looks so out of place to you like he was an older gentleman dude like, we looked out of place we were so dressed normally you know we, we didn't have anything on us i think almost everybody was in cosplay no there was a few people there were, were yeah there were but like most of them were in cosplay some of, and the cosplays of varying quality like here's like the guy who did uh Geralt the witcher of, dude yeah when he was Geralt, yeah he looked pretty Pretty good. I, we can play his interview because he was pretty nice. Do we got it? Yeah, we do. We'll load that clip up right now. 
when we approached him, uh, I was outside one of the event halls. He was just sort of chilling. We're like, oh, can we interview? He's like, yeah, of course. That's one thing I give it with this place, too, is like their, their camera policy is a lot better than the other they one. They had great camera policies. So what made you come out here today? Well, I was really excited to see the effort and the cause. Yeah, that clip's really short, and then it gets back to it. ...place that are going to be here, and the variety of uh, merchandise I could see. Mm. So I see you are dressed up as Geralt from The Witcher. Are you from the video games? Is that what you made you fall in love with, or the actual Netflix show? Um, the Netflix show really caught my eye. The video games, yes, they're fun, but it just seems sort of uh, non-canon to the books, of course. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to do it, like dress up as a non-anime character at an anime convention? Uh, just to stand out, and uh, yeah, that's mainly it, just to stand out. Yeah, I like it. You have anything you want to add? So, is this your first anime convention you've been to? No, I've actually gone to several anime conventions. Um, the Sci-Fi Valley Con was really my first convention that I went to. It was back at the uh, 2016. I've been going to cons ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Now, um, do you like anime other than, like, well, just this sort of fandom other than just The Witcher? Like, did you start off with anime or...? Yeah, actually, um, my first anime was Full Metal Alchemist, and I started watching that when I was about 13. I'm 21 right now, so, and I've just been watching anime ever since. Well, that's awesome. So, is there any sort of trends you see in the anime community that are, uh, like, interesting that have been developing over the recent years that you like, you don't like, something like that? Um, I can, I definitely see it's going towards a more, uh, there's there's more effort going into the anime nowadays, what with budgets and with the popularity rising. So the animation quality has really uh, risen, in my opinion, and I really enjoy that. Mm. Oh, that's good. So um, do, how, do you, how are you liking the convention so far over here compared to any, any other ones you've been to? There's a lot of people here, a lot more than I expected, and there's a variety with the uh, shops and stands, and I'm really happy about that. Right. I believe it's a good turnout. Yeah. Right. We were at the first one in, uh, what was it 2016? Yeah, was it 2016? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, SetsuCon went on before then, but we went to the one. You were a freshman. Yeah. I was at SetsuCon. Yeah, I think that's the full interview there. So, you got a taste of that. It was, so it was pretty good. Uh, he was very nice to us. And if and for before anybody ever says oh we don't do actual reporting we don't do real news on the ground reporting we just did we did at an anime convention of all places you find anything interesting in those uh booklets and packets there yeah they have uh some very interesting panels over here which oh. i i did not um i did not see when we were over here they cool. have one uh embrace the lace an introduction to lolita fashion lolita yeah so like the book little girls yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's another really that disturbing awesome. thing that <laughs> i kind of noticed when we were in the vendor hall they had oh yeah they had that one like i don't know if it's a doll action figure <laughs> figurine but it had this girl on the cover and she was wearing nothing except like a the bare minimum on the top. And there was a word that you claim in Latin means girl, not woman, girl. Puella. Puella. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, Latin for a uh, girl, like underage girl. Right. Um, 
they they say this stuff doesn't happen or it's not there, but we found it. Yeah, they had like a bunch of these like little girls and one had like a watermelon. Oh yeah, that was a bit <laughs> that was a bit um suggestive. Yeah, like they had just some very weird stuff and you kinda notice this too. It's like the furry fandom where they say, Oh, you know, we're not about sexualizing animals and then you go and see you go into Tumblr, you go on to deviant art and you can go and look in there for five seconds and realize they're full of crap you know it's yeah. like and then you go to the anime convention you go and take a look like sure yeah they have like totoro but then you go and start looking mm-hmm. to the little more seedier sides and they have some very uh a lot of homoerotic content both male and female <laughs> just a lot of eroticism in there like i especially with like younger girls mm-hmm. and that's see this is why people like you know, anime people have a certain reputation where, you know, you want to keep them away from your children generally. Mm. You know, you want to you want to separate them because when they sort of have this content over here, you know, it's very disturbing. Like, you know, they're telling you how to go in Lolita fashion. Like, you know, if we have anyone over here who can explain that, like and call in and explain it, if Lolita means something else. But I'm please fa- do. But and if you're my- a fan of anime, please call in 814-865-9577. And if you disagree with us or you have a different perspective or can back up what we're saying, call in. And, I mean, yeah, we did miss a lot of the uh, a lot of sort of the more interesting a, events, unfortunately. That's a shame. I mean, I'm kind of glad we didn't have to see that. Oh, my God. But, like, they had more belly dancing with Antipode. They had the basics of hentai. Congrats, you're a pervert. <laughs> a lot of 18-plus uh, fan fiction events. Uh, just a lot of eight, 18 plus viewings like this. This is kind of disturbing. Yeah. You know that they have all this over here and that like in this one, they had a lot of like games and stuff. I wish I would have played. Like I, mm. I tried that one game, the Sonic one yeah, where was, you couldn't <laughs> collect the coin till she died. Yeah, that was insane. Like you'd think it'd be like, Oh, it's the first little song, but no, it's just like, Oh, you're screwed, man. <laughs> it's an interesting idea where they modified them, but oh, yeah, like, like, see, I don't mind that part. Like, you know, the games and stuff, that's pretty cool. And the sci-fi, yeah. that's pretty cool. But when you start getting into like the little girl sort of like, and you know, we need to see the, you can talk about like the incest stuff. I think we missed most of that, but I know that's a, that's huge, a cat. That's a genre of anime. Yeah. It's a whole genre. Like I know we had like uh, game of Thrones, you know, that kind of has a lot of that content in there, but Jap- Japan, you know, you can find a whole genre dedicated to uh brother, sister, you know, mother, stepmother, not even just the hentai. Like they have full blown series revolving around uh, family ties. What do you think of anime, Phil? Uh, I I don't really watch it too much. Um, I guess some Liar. could be okay. <laughs> Kidding. Well, I mean, I I I watched it when I was a little kid. You know, like Dragon Ball Z or something. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I kind of got older and started doing other stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, see, like Dragon Ball like, Z and like Samurai Jack and stuff like that. Shush. You know that I will dump you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's like it's almost like there's like different types almost, but like you know, it's like the it's like the drugs, I guess. You know, people, you know, they get hooked Great on the analogy already. You know, you get hooked. It's like, oh, you know, this drug isn't so bad. And then you sooner or later you're doing crystal meth in the in the back. Pokemon's like the gateway drug. It's like the like weed. Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and then you know you're you're on a, like hardcore meth, and it's like. You know, my it's like sis, hentai. Yeah, it's like hentai and like, you know, was it My Little Pet? Uh, it's, it's My Little Pet? No, it's not anime, but like you'll see people it's, in there. Yeah, those people it's, do it's like the it. Same, the same group. So it's like, 
you know, Pokemon would be the weed, and then you start getting into like furries and stuff. You know, you're in like crystal meth territory. Like, you mm. know, is, is it gets and there's just not that much like wriggle room over there. It just starts out over here and just like boom, you know, you're you're hooked on crack. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what it is. It just like leads you into there. It's like you know, you go over. You go and see the sign that says free candy. It's like, oh, you know, this will be pretty fun. Then, you know, you're, you're taken into a van and, you know, you kind of gone at that point. And in, that's, in that that's parking kinda, garage. That, that's anime. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's so sweet. Look, there's a cute anime character. And then, you know, sooner you're going to be talking, you're not, that's all you're going to talk about. That's probably the biggest problem with anime. It's like, that's what they revolve it's, Yeah, around. it's their identity. Like when we were going in that one panel, people would literally spend money on, they had to go make a rule in that cosplay is not more important than rent because you know there's people out there <laughs> who will go and spend their money on uh, cosplay like yeah. to the point where they cannot afford rent to the point where they will go and like have to go and cut back on actual necessities in life because they just like dressing up as an anime character or a video game character and you know it's just it's, everything's so expensive in there too like I remember I was looking over there and they had some stupid like doll or action figure yeah, or like something 150 bucks something yeah like 128 then like the last time we were there they had like the dvds and it was like for like a box set it was like a, it was like 140 dollars like 200 dollars so like and they weren't even blu-rays i don't think i think they were just dvds yeah and i don't even know if you could even play it over here because it was probably japanese anyway you'd probably need to go and spend like 40 dollars on a japanese to like a DVD player. Well, you have an origin free player. Yeah, it's like non region locked or something. Yeah. I mean, you can probably get those, but. Region you know. free. I said origin. What am I saying? Oh. I think of origin like the EA. Oh, God. Origin. You don't want that either. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's almost as bad as anime. Oh, boy. And that's, that's a steep one. Well, they did some pretty cool stuff there, though. Like, they had some, like, uh, some of these people who do this stuff. Like, we met a. Uh, I guess he would make like lockets and like letter oh, work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He had the Versa logo. He had the Eye of Horus on there, and I was like, mm, "I want that. It's great. <laughs> it's a nice token, a nice souvenir we can bring back to the show." But it was expensive. Yeah, it was like fifteen dollars for. That. I mean, I get it. It was so tiny too. The dude hand makes it and all, but like you know, come on, like I, like maybe like eight dollars or seven dollars or like five dollars but like dude you're, you're talking fifteen dollars and yeah he's pushing a hard bargain there i mean like where are these people little... where are these people get that money from i know to go and spend on anime like see my brother would do all that stuff he'll spend just tons well, what of he did where do you get well, his money they're saving it they're saving their money by living in their mom's basement <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what he was doing he's collecting i mean you know he'll just like he would spend junk on that but like most of these people they're you know, you have to be saving just tons of money just blowing it on stupid anime stuff. Like, people, like, you know, I'll make fun of people who bought that uh, Bella Delphine, like, bathwater. But, like, that's pretty much the anime community right there. If they had, like, some, like, you know, character from an anime's, like, bathwater, you know, people would be paying good money for it. One thing I wanted to talk about, probably saw some news you might not have at the same time, but Penn State is having another hazing scandal where... Uh, the coach, football coach Franklin, is getting sued by a football player because he was hazed by players and Franklin knew about it and did nothing. What do you guys think about this? Do you think this is going to be a big deal? Do you think it's going to be the controversy of the year of Penn State or is it going to get swept under the rug and forgotten? Um, I, I think there will be an investigation and they'll find no wrongdoing whether wrongdoing happened or not and i think that'll pretty much be the end of it 
I, I yeah, I don't think this is gonna be like another Jerry Sandusky thing, you know. Well, like it, it just does like it does involve minors. I mean, it's bad, but I think what's gonna happen is, uh, you know, he's probably like I mean, was it Coach Franklin? He's been doing he's been doing too good. Where I don't think they go and throw that under the bus because mm-hmm. like you know he's probably been the best coach Penn State had since um, what was it Joe Paterno. So they're really not gonna want to be messing with him. I mean, he might get some sort of like you know black mark or whatever. Like whoever was really doing is probably getting in trouble. Maybe a slap on the wrist, depending on how good a player there are. Maybe some like token person will get like kicked off the team, but I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. There's probably gonna be an NDA involved, and you know that'll probably be the end of that. But like they did say some pretty uh, messed up things on there. Yeah, yeah. One. I mean, we we have to we have to like really, and 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 stuff like this, you have to really respect the investigation and just yeah, like true. let it play out because it's like all. We we've worn this one out too many times, like where uh, people say stuff, people accuse people of stuff, and then the investigation happens, and then it's come to find out that it's a complete one eighty. And I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I maybe it could have happened, maybe it didn't happen. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever know. But I mean, but then again can you really trust the hierarchy that says they're doing the investigation to really do a thorough and clean investigation? Yeah. I do have my doubts. Like look what happened to Sandusky scandal. Like they had some, like then like a prosecutor or something wind up like missing and they still haven't found him out if it was a prosecutor, but there was like some key person. There was a computer found in the middle of like a lake. Like there was some really shady what? stuff. Yeah, like what? Yeah, there was like some really shady stuff with the uh, Sandusky case that was going on over here. And who knows? Like, like there's someone who I think is still missing. Probably, you know, they'll probably find them in the, in a lake or something. Like, there's a lot of just really shady stuff going on around here that we haven't really got to the bottom of yet. You have to look that one up, you know, fact check me if you will. But I remember hearing about that. Like, I don't know if it's a prosecutor, you know, like, or if it was a witness, but there was someone who like just went missing and then there was like a laptop found in like, like a lake or something. Like the car was found in the lake with a laptop. But, um, yeah, I mean, this thing just, you know, it's not, I mean, it's, 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 it's bad, but I mean, come on, I'm pretty sure every single like organization like that probably has some form of hazing like if you have like a major and i'm pretty sure like the nfl like those teams probably have some sort of like hazing stuff i'm you know i know the military has you know all sorts of rituals and stuff i mean i wasn't in there but i mean my dad was and he's you know it, it happened i don't know anymore if, if it's still around but i'm sure it still is i don't know phil you'd probably be able to um you know talk a little bit more about that stuff if that even exists anymore but I mean, I, I have to like if you look at it like an investigation, it's like you you have to see who's doing it. Like you have to see who's doing it because if they say, "Oh, we're doing an internal investigation," well, already I'm like, okay, red flags are going up. I'm like, oh, these guys are trying to try to cover it up. Whereas if you go, "Oh, we're getting an outside." we're getting an outside party to investigate the situation, try to figure out what happened. Then it's like, okay, all right. There's a little bit of that. Like it, it took like, like for the, for the sand, for example, for the Sandusky stuff, it took like an outside, uh, 
uh, the free report. Like it took somebody outside of the school to investigate the situation to kind of start helping Penn State move in a more correct direction. Um, well, that's the thing about this. There are two things that surprised me. Number one, which is that haven't they, hasn't like Franklin of all people, why wouldn't he report this stuff? Because hasn't Penn State learned um, from its past nationwide massive scandal that everybody was talking about how bad this is? And if you try to cover it up, you're still going to get caught eventually. And number two, which is I tend to feel there's a lot more of the story than we know because, you know, we've, you know, it's kind of like even with Weinstein, like some, I forget which actress came, it was an actress from The Sopranos came out just a day or so ago saying she was raped by Weinstein. You know, it's like more and more stuff comes out. Well, Sometimes, you know, you got to give it a grain of salt and you got to be like, well, why are you coming out now? You know, but I think with stuff like this, I sometimes think there's more to the story. Yeah, I, I think there definitely could be hazing. I, I think, you know, when you get something like a, a group, especially of guys of that magnitude, even girls, yeah. so you'll see that in a lot of sororities. Like, you know, you'll, like, especially with that sort of camaraderie, you know, I have a feeling it's probably in a lot of sort of organization. Not to oh, go, yeah. like, not to go and downplay it, but I'm pretty sure something happened. Like, but what actually allegedly happened? Like, do you know what allegedly happened? Uh, or was I done? probably can't say it on the radio. Oh, yeah. It's kind of graphic, but... Let's just say inappropriate areas were touched in inappropriate ways, and they said inappropriate things. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know much about the sports world and all these other things. I kind of, you know, I don't even understand really hazing. It's just a weird thing. Well, it, like, I mean, I'm not, like, not trying to go make it sound any better, but, like, you know, it, it's just kind of like a way to, I don't know, I, I guess initiate people when, like, you have some. Yes, but it's bizarre. Like, you put people through, like, gross you know, stuff. Like, look what the frats were doing. Oh, look at yeah. the one with the kid that died. The elephant walk. I can't talk about it in here, but if you Google it, you'll be grossed out. Yeah, like, they'll, yeah, they do all that, I guess, to go and kind of bind them into some sort of, like, code. Like, hey, it's almost like mutual blackmail. It's kind I, of I a think. power thing. It's, yeah, control. A control thing. It's like, oh, I'll make you do something disgusting. And then... I guess that kind of makes you not want to go and talk about it because like, oh, you know, I did, you know, this disgusting thing with someone else. And it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of bound by that mutual, mutually assured destruction, I guess. And like, you know, it probably goes back to the days of like the Spartans when, you know, they, before they go into battle, they go and do some uh, yeah. actions with each other. Yeah. You know, even though they, you know, they had wives at home, but you know, when the women are away, the men will play, I guess. <laughs> well, and one of the other things too was, I, I haven't talked about this on here. This is a big uh, coming out moment for me, but I went to the gym. Oh, you went to the gym? Not once. Twice. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> More oh. at 11. Uh, What'd you do? Do you go to the hot tub? Yeah, close. Uh, see, I've been going to physical therapy because my back's been hurting more. So one thing to strengthen like all your muscles really is to do swimming. So... Pool is literally right across from my dorm. You've seen it a million times, you know, when we enter my dorm. And I was like, okay, I'll use the pool there. I'm going to go in there. I managed the first time I walked in. It was cool, dude. I, I, I figured it out. It wasn't too awkward. I didn't mess anything up. I went in, went out. I got over my gym phobia. Uh, and it was cool. But the second time I went in, I, I started, I noticed something. Because 
well, the way they have it laid out, when you go into the men's locker room, which is, <laughs> you're already laughing, oh, which no. is, <laughs> which is where I change, uh, you know, because it's cold. Uh, I want to wear my. Are you, were you one of those guys who are afraid to go and expose their, you know, stuff in the locker room? <laughs> well, I didn't. I I don't know what the conduct is, but I wasn't gonna do it in the locker room. Well, I did so you don't get you don't get changed in the locker room. <laughs> well, I, I I thought you. No, I, you, I, like in my gym at high school, you left your boxers want, on. No, no, no that's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, when I was on the swimming team, we exposed ourselves. Oh, really? all, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, geez, the old men in the locker room, they have no problems letting themselves be exposed. Well, now you know what I mean when I say I am not experienced with the gym. But <laughs> I went in there, I changed, and, and the way it, it's connected to the pool so you don't have to take like the long way around it's connected right to this you can go through the exit but you have to go through the showers and the showers i I thought you know it's like a typical shower like in the dorm where it's got its own little section no 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 it's open yeah that's how it goes that's how the ymca was you can see an old man in there and like that (laughs) let's literally i used to work out ymca i'm pretty sure that's like what half these old men will do is just like sit in the shower for like an hour just like (laughs) You know, washing themselves, probably looking at all the young men in there and be like, oh. I remember that. Yeah, a bunch of creepy old men just like, because there's always, if you go to YMCA, I I can guarantee you'll see an old man just showering in there no matter what time of the day. Well, there weren't any airs to sit, but when I was coming back in, I forgot about that. And so I walk in and I hear the shower go. I'm like, oh, I I had my phone with me because I had to wait for somebody to finish. You had your phone in the shower? No, not in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. With me by the pool because when I was, because it's, I had to wait for other people to finish to get in there. Uh, and so I, I was like, oh, I better cover up my phone. So the shower's going. And I didn't think. And then I didn't know the the norms of the gym the uh, and how the creatures in this habitat behave. And I walk in, and there's a guy with his uh, butt naked uh, pointing right at me. And he was starting to turn around. I was like, oh, there's a nice wall. And then, you know, I kept walking. I turned my head real quick. I'm like, I'm not seeing that. I'm like, and I thought, now I know why Sandusky happened. Like, Jesus, like, can you just put a that's curtain how, up? That's how, that's how a gym works. You know, can don't I be just afraid. Put a curtain up? No, geez. no, you don't have to do that. Like, it's like, don't be afraid. You know, there's people out there. You know, they like to shower, and when you're showering, you don't have clothes on. You know, if you're in the men's locker room, you have the same parts. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, yeah, this is a college <laughs> campus. Not in But 99% of people, you know, you go to the locker room, you go to your gender, your sex locker room, you're going to – it's nothing new over there. No new no, information. I, I, I know. I know. What did, it, you, what did you expect was going to happen? It was going to be like <laughs> – What, they, they, they like put like, like a oh. swimsuit on or something? They just shower yeah. in their – Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why my not? swim truck thought to take a shower. <laughs> no. This isn't <laughs> – this isn't like a, a kid's a cartoon or something. This is like I, what real life gym. Like, I, weren't, I, you, yeah. weren't you in like a, uh, weren't you in like track and field or something? Yeah. How we they didn't shower. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were showers there, but, you know, people covered up. You know, they went, it's like Islam, you cover it up. No, you see, know? I was on the swimming team, you know, they, they, we did not cover up. We'd sit in the showers. I we'd, mean, pee in the showers. We'd do a bunch of. Look, I am. We'd pee in the pool too. Like, it was pretty. <laughs> Like oh no, this Caddyshack. No, but like we used to do a thing, and it was like if you wanted to do good, like if you wanted good luck, and you were like doing backstroke, you go and do a little pee pee oh, before God. you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. Our coach wouldn't let I, us get out if we had to go pee. We had to go and you know do a oh, number that's two. Not nice. I mean, I think honestly, <laughs> I think nudity is weirdly like stigmatized, but at the same time, I like my privacy and. 
I, I don't know. That's just like you gotta break free. It wasn't you know? that. I, the funny thing was when I first saw the man like naked, it didn't hit me that hard. I was just like, oh, look away. But I dramatized the story a bit. But like, I expected to hit me harder. But you know, it's like I don't want to say I warmed up to it because that's gonna sound. You know, you wrong, don't want to be staring at his weasel, but you know, yeah. you can't. You know, just don't look at it. Just be like, oh hey, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, just don't just don't look <laughs> down there. You know, no, I, I, I keep I your eyes it. away from that area. <laughs> the eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's how Jim is, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess we're in America, in America, a lot of people they grew up with, it's like, especially with gyms these days and like gym like class, these days. like gym class where you don't actually even have to shower anymore. Like, good lord, back, you know, I mean, this is before my time, but I know, like. You know, at least in the sports, you'd have to take a shower, at least expose yourself in, in a locker room. And that's what you did. You know, now it's like, oh, you know, oh, heavens, there's there could be a naked person of the same gender as me. Oh, no. I got it. I, I, didn't know, I don't know the, the unspoken rules of the gym, so I played it safe. See, this is why you need to go to the gym where you would learn these <laughs> things. It's like, okay, there's something. Nothing to be ashamed of. One thing I did notice there, because I got Wait, into... Don't an, be comparing or anything, but... Well, you know. <laughs> it's not a competition. Um, <laughs> but I, I, one of the things, like, I said this in my health class, just from, like, things I hear or things I've observed vaguely, I thought most, like, gym, gyms, like, you know, women do go to gyms, but it's mostly men. I went there, and no. I was wrong. It was, like, all men. No, women go to gyms. Oh, yeah. No, I know they do. The second time, there are more women, but it's mostly men. Well, it's like well, 80%. See, what, no, see, women no, women go to gym a lot, but they'll go to their own gyms a lot of times because mm. when you get, you'll get guys in the gym who will think it's a, a good place to go and hit on women. Yeah, that's true. And that's not, that's generally, I mean, I don't know. I, that's not some place I go to hit on a woman because that's, that's just like harassing almost. It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go and exercise. Oh, hey. You want you want to go go on a date? No, let you let me go and do my like cardio. Let me go and like lift some weights, everybody. You know that's not something that I would think would be appropriate, and that's why they have a lot of women's only gyms. And like you mm. know they'll they'll do other stuff too. Like they'll do women tend to do a lot more cardio because they you know they are afraid that they'll gain muscle. Like a lot of women are afraid to gain muscle because they think it's some of the women were the women that were there that I saw were like ripped. Oh yeah, like ripped, and I'm like, and I, I mean, like I said, like it was 80% men, though. But the women there though were ripped, and it was it was an interesting experience. Well, because we, a lot they just they just don't want to be seen. One thing I'm going to talk about that's going to be, I, I think this will be entertaining. Actually, there is a class, a certain somebody I know, I'm not going to out this person's taking, uh, for the sake of their grade, that has some very. SJW stuff in it, and I mean extra SJW. This class is uh, RHS 100, which is a, uh, I think it's a disabilities cultures class. Okay, it's a bit of a niche thing, but it just goes overboard on these. I'll read just some of these slides I found with this SJW stuff. They have a thing in this class where they speak in person first language. Person first. So what is person-first language? Well, it is an emphasis on the person rather than the disability, a choice of words when referring to or communicating with individuals with disabilities. Language is powerful. Choosing the wrong language when communicating with individuals with disabilities can lead to, and there's like this circle thing on here, and it goes shame, disgrace, dishonor, taint, stain, discredit, shame, disgrace, and it just keeps looping. 
and so I'll give you an example of person first language. So you don't say that, uh, oh, there's a blind man over there. You have to say, there is a person who is blind over there. People who are blind. A person without sight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like the whole like colored people versus people of color thing. You're just adding more words. You're making it more complicated. I don't get this person first language. And on the slide, oh my God, this is, oh, I didn't even see this. Um, it says disability microaggression. You don't look disabled. That's a microaggression. He is cute, even though he is blind. That's a microaggression. And oh, they define microaggression on here too. A statement or action or incident regarding as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group, such as a racial or ethnic minority. I don't see the discrimination there, but okay. So, you know, this is a very like, just super left class. Oh my God, there's a slide that says diversity. Look look at this, Alex. Look at this. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh God, this class is insane. I really want to go into this class and like have some fun with them because it's just absolutely insane. Like, do you use person first language? Do you ever no. think to yourself like, oh, I need to do that? No one does that except for like lefties and like college academics. Yeah, you know, it is like insular to this, like to university. Like no one cares about that. It's it's just such BS. Cause you have to like go and reword. It's it's newspeak. You just have to go and like reword things, to make them longer and make less sense. Like oh, a person with blindness. Now see, this person with blindness was crossing the road and he got hit by a person with mental incapacity in a car and like it just it just doesn't make any sense and you get to go and like dribble and drabble for like 10 minutes to go and describe something you couldn't do and it sounds like you can't even use the word handicap on the slide here they define handicap as any disadvantage didn't use the word disability there you apparently can't use that in this class that makes success more difficult or a physical or mental disability oh they said it making participation activities more difficult this term can be offensive especially when perceived by the or physically <laughs> this person needs to like i think this person is uh disabled like mentally like honestly to go and think that you can go and do this in a court in like a class like no this is so stupid the fact that like they're actually telling like teaching kids this crap like it's really upsetting me as a taxpayer and as a uh, alumni over here that we have professors who are this much into the social justice uh just bullcrap ideology and th this is nothing but political class like you just gonna take a look at that for a second it's like okay you know this is just complete bs this should not be taught how is this going to help some of the workforce? Like this doesn't help disability, like people who are disabled and all that other jazz. You know, it, it, it does nothing. It I, just makes it, you have to go and treat. It's make you treat like people, like you know, disabled people, like like they're special little pets. Like oh, you know, we, we're gonna use people first language. It doesn't change anything. You know that stuff. It, it doesn't. It doesn't change the content of what they're saying. It just makes you sound like an idiot trying to go and do like this word sorcery around it. And they had to, and the person I know in this class had to do this, they were forced, to read a person-first language pledge. They all had to do it. The slide says, repeat after me. Changing the way I think means changing the way I talk. I pledge to make a change one conversation at a time. I will use person-first language and educate others. I understand that using person-first language about having respect and following the rule to, quote, do until... 
undo until to others as you would have them do to you, unquote. I also pledge not to use the words like retarded, idiot, imbecile, cripple, loser, special ed, and any other. Wait, what's wrong with special ed? Yeah, that's. What's wrong with special ed? Yeah, I don't know. And any other disability label that may insult or that may be harmful, may. Everything may be something. I mean, I that's will... totally retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I will treat people fairly, fairly and as the individual human that they are. Well, I already do that. Uh, I will be an agent of change. And I'm so an you're agent forcing of chaos. People, you're forcing people to take a political ideology in that class. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that is complete BS. That is that should be against some sort of code of conduct. You like you can, you can be a like a liberal professor and do your own crap and teach it, but like you can't force other people to go and take your own like political ideology. And honestly, like someone needs to be told about this. Like. I don't know. Tell some senator or something about this crap. Tell like Project Veritas about this. Tell someone. They had to repeat that pledge again in a second class. <laughs> like, what if you don't repeat the pledge? What? What? It probably takes off participation points. That's my guess. Just say, hey, I object to this. <laughs> I object, Your Honor. I want to take this class now. Oh, you should go and take another semester just so you can take this class. <laughs> no, I think you can still get in the classes now. Can you? Can you not? Maybe I missed it. Maybe I'll I'm just. I'm sure like, you can. Yeah. I'm sure you can. Ain't oh, nobody you tried. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. I mean, it's just like just I go take a drop at the last maybe like nope. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> just yeah. to, just to get on there. Yeah, I should. Side. That's genius. <laughs> yes. Cause here's the thing. I when people don't go after right wingers all the time for saying, Oh, you're being insane, you're like conspiracy theorists to think that all the left is like getting in everything. They're getting in culture, they're getting they're changing the way you think. No, they don't. No. This is a clear example of how they know that if they change the language, they change how you think. And when they control institutions that filter you from childhood to adulthood they know they can change you as a person they can morph you and form you brainwashing it is this is the clearest case i've ever seen of left-wing brainwashing at university i'm sorry it just is you know what you should go and do is like create like a a, a packet to perspective parents of like penn state people yes and just list all the crazy like left-wing garbage that's being taught and then go and like work with uh some i don't know like the you know republican like groups or something to go distribute to prospective parents who want to send their kids to Penn State. And here's the thing, you know what you know what she's gonna try and say against me? Oh, you don't know anyone that's disabled. Or whatever. Person with disability. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I have, I have my autism. brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, my brother has it. And then she says like people get offended over the term autism. My brother's never what, gotten offended. What, okay, what are you supposed to say other than autism? <laughs> yeah. Like that is literally the name of the disorder. <laughs> what what like autistic or like a person with autism. Or like what the heck do you call that? It's like you know, if somebody has cancer, you're gonna go, what are you gonna call it? You got cancer, bud. You know, you got AIDS. What you know, is. what are you going to say? Face the reality. An AIDS-riddled person. You know, that's person-centric, technically. Person-centric. <laughs> you know, what, what's going on over here? Like, this is just complete ideological... Be- like, what sort of assignments have they been... Do you know what sort of assignments they've been giving in the class? Think, pair, and share. That's one of them. There was a, uh, a Canvas assignment where you had to, like... 
there was like a scenario and you had to explain what's wrong with it with how the person was interacting and one of them was you know apparently saying somebody if they look good today like if you see somebody you're like oh you're, you look really nice today apparently you're not allowed to say that because that's implying that you were bad looking before and you know like for example uh it says what do these statements communicate on one slide one of the statements is even though she uses a wheelchair she is beautiful this implies that someone in a wheelchair cannot be good looking another one is dr smith who uses a service dog gave a brilliant speech what? no reason <laughs> what is wrong with that one that, that one just sounds like okay where is the service dog? The implication apparently is no reason to include service dog in this statement has nothing to do with Dr. Smith's speech. We're trying to explain like what the, the, the scenario is like, you know, if you have someone with like a giant like afro on, it's like, you know, if you go and see it, you're going to notice that thing sticking out like a sore thumb. Like, what was it? When we were at that convention, we had someone with a service dog over there. <laughs> yeah, we did. Sort of like snapping at you. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, you can take one of these first. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> of course, she has Carry on. That would be one of those classes where I would just be completely obnoxious and then yeah. wait until the last day to drop it. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm playing on doing. Like, that would be yeah. Bump it. <laughs> uh, we had to go and um, we had to think we had to go and drop. Yeah, that. we had to drop that with that word. All right, that, you know, I don't think we're allowed to say what, what, the, what the word? D word. What word? The D word. What? No, what? No, I don't think I'm to not say sure. That. I'm not sure. So I'm a, oh. We're going to play it Air, safe. That's fair. Air on the side of caution. Yeah. We don't want another incident. Yeah. We're used to that. Oh. <laughs> now, did when is the drop period for Penn State? I should check that. It's 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 not for a while. I do know that. You should. When's the, the ad drop deadline? Uh, yeah, let me check. Penn you should go and take a look at that because, you know, it's your final semester here. Just take a bunch Yolo. of classes and just don't go to them. And yeah. then just drop them at the last minute. There are limited how many times you can do that. Um, not sure. I mean, how many class? I mean, you only drop like one other class, right? Yeah, I dropped accounting. Yeah, so I mean, justifiably so. Um, oh, here's another one. You cannot say the statement. Uh, Sam was in a blind rage. It says no reason to include blind. And then the That's last one. The way that the saying goes. Like, <laughs> no, this is the last one's the worst. Terry suffers from schizophrenia. Yeah, that, that's literally how you would say that. Do you, like, I actually know someone's schizophrenia. It's not a happy thing. Oh, you know, I... I just sometimes hear voices. You know, that that's great. It says, suffers implies that condition is horrible. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Shouldn't we acknowledge that so we can help them? Yeah, that, that is, like, ask anyone with, like, schizophrenia. That's not, like, a, a delightful experience. Like, she's just so full of crap. Like, you know, if she had schizophrenia, she'd be like, yeah, you know, this this is not good. And it says, we often hear this use when talking about mental health conditions and is not relevant. It is relevant. It's very relevant. You know, you have someone who's got schizophrenia. It's not just like, oh, you know, hey, I got the paper today. No, it's like, oh, you know, I'm riddled with a really depressing and sad disorder that makes my mind basically corrupt. And it's probably going to lead to my early death and institutionalization. Like, it is not a fun disorder. I've known people who've had schizophrenia. And, you know, it's it's sad. You know, schizophrenia, dementia. It's like, oh, you know, she's like... Oh, you know, oh, I suffer from Alzheimer's. Oh, that's offensive. Like, ask anyone with Alzheimer's if they're happy with it. Yeah, I know. It's like, I it's mean, probably like schizophrenia, Alzheimer's. They're all like terrible mental disorders that no one wants. Except uh, for maybe her. Like, me, 
you know, maybe she should get like some sort of disorder just so she could be like, oh, you know. No, she is... has a disorder, I think. Oh, she probably. Oh, I... she, she, yeah, she probably is like a little bit mentally bunk if she's saying all this crap. I mean, one of the disorders is like this, you know. What, is she like autistic or no, something? <laughs> I don't know what her disorder is, but I can say like this just is. It's like feminism, I guess. Is I was going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> Third wave feminism for the clarity. Apparently. The late registration begins January 20th. I guess it's still going on, that means. And the late drop is April 10th. Well, uh, see if you can register. Right, we're going to have a little fun, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> have you heard of the term cultural broker? What the heck's cultural? Like, see, that, that's, I'm adding that to my list of just stupid BS terms. Yeah, apparently, as, okay, as multiple definitions... One of the, it says cultural brokering is defined as the act of bridging, linking, or mediating between groups of or persons of different cultural backgrounds for the purpose of reducing conflict or producing change. So like the Crusades and uh, Constantinople, right? Like a cultural broker sounds like a like a cultural deal, like a drug deal. Yeah. It's just like a middle a or like a, like a cultural like card card dealer it's like oh okay you're going yeah. basically going like, work between that sounds like something that a white liberal would yeah it sounds like a cuckold basically <laughs> yeah. I'm a cultural broker man <laughs> going going and going and enrich me yeah. enrich my girlfriend over here well if you are if you want to be a cultural broker you have to have me three requirements you have to number one be culturally aware you be woke. You have to be <laughs> being uh, cognizant, observant, and conscious of similarities and differences among cultural groups. Oh, differences. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, whoa. Some cultures are different. Whoa. <laughs> that means they're not equal then. Bad. Cultural sensitive. Cul culturally sensitive. Now she got the grammar right. Understanding the needs and emotions of your own culture and the cultures of others. And then cultural competent. Having a defined set of values and principles and demonstrating behaviors, attitudes, policies, and structures, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. So it's a boring definition. Uh, yeah, so there's a you lot. Have a, you have to get a handwritten letter by Alyssa Milano <laughs> saying that you're, you're good. Yeah, she gives you the okay. You need a, you need you a need sign. Like Oprah to go and like sign something for you. You need a license, honestly. Like a license for that, Mike. <laughs> a license. Isn't that, wait, isn't that culture policing? Yeah, you have tone policing. That's culture policing. Oh my god! Like, see these classes over here. Like, I really do think that like Trump needs to make some sort of administration that just goes around colleges and audit, audits their classes for BS like this. Like, just complete contrived nonsense that is not going to help anyone. That's just going to go and further the Democrat Party. Because you know we need to go and start having like Republican versions of these things. And yes. if they're going to be doing that. I want my own, like, I want to be a college professor and just, like, start having my own BS classes. Because I'd do the best ones. Yes, you would. You would talk about, like, memetics for, like, an hour. Yeah, yeah, I'd have, like, a meme, like, an actual, like, meme class. they probably have, like, some BS ones saying that everything's from Russia. I'd be like, okay, now, here's, like, you know, cultures and why all the other ones suck. <laughs> you know, here's... I just, the West like, is the best. Yeah, I go into, like, each culture, like, okay, look at Japan over here. You know, they're involved with, uh, you know, hentai and a lot of disgusting stuff, the Chinese... They go and have wet markets where they go and spread viruses and infects everyone else. You know, go and look at that Kung flu we got over here. Kung flu. What's well, what's the TLDR on the Kung flu? I haven't researched this enough. Yeah. So uh, apparently there is like there's some conspiracies about this. So 
first one that's kind of going around is they have in, in China, they have these things called wet markets, which is per, like the disgusting version of a farmer's market where instead of like, you know, homegrown produce and hipster they garbage. cockroaches on a stick. Yeah, cockroaches on a stick, jellyfish, like butchered animals, live animals. And it's like all in this like enclosed. It's kind of like an anime convention actually, but instead of like discussing people, you just have discussing live and dead animals. Oh, that's lovely. And like fish and nothing it, could go wrong there. Oh yeah. And they, they just mingle around and like people will eat like just disgust, like koala bears and like bats. And like, I think that's where people think one, like one set of people think, cause like there was this video of this, like apparently it's this thing in China and Japan and like Asia where like, They'll get these like cute girls to go and like eat god awful amounts of disgusting food on yeah. live streams. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, we talked about that in Sam's class in social nineteen. It's a it's a thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, like a fetish or something, but like there's apparently some it. like Chinese girl like eating like a bat or something on one of those. I uh, think you know they they narrowed it down to a, a Wuhan like uh, like that's a province in China or a city. And they they narrowed it down to like a wet market over there, so that's not surprising. A lot of other people are conspiracizing that the Chinese government uh, released this and that they're using this as a uh, possible population control or a way to go and disrupt Hong Kong. You know, because possible because if you go and look at it, there's a lot of similarity to SARS, and if you go and look at SARS, it's one of those viruses where it just like popped up and like in a few months it was gone. It just left a horrible trail of destruction, and then boom. A lot of people think that was engineered by the Chinese government, and there's a lot of similarities. Like they're both forms of a coronavirus, so um, I don't think it would be impossible to say that these might be related, and especially now too. And you know, maybe some people are saying you know it could be the U.S. government who like decided to go and launch this because it is right around Chinese New Year, and that's like their biggest it's like a month-long holiday where it's like yeah it's a big deal yeah it's like new year's combined with like christmas combined with easter like all in one month that's like the month to be chinese and they just like have non-stop celebrations and they actually had to go and like quarantine that apparently they had to quarantine that city i don't know if they actually went around to do that because that would be like you know that that would be very difficult to go and do but it's it's kind of scary and you know I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen, but in other news, apparently uh, the game Pandemic is uh, mm. a lot of people are buying that now in China. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, like it actually, like there was a news article about it. it was like it soared in uh, downloads because <laughs> people are probably like, oh, you know, this is happening over here because the Chinese government probably made it just like in this game, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, like, speaking of gaming, I want to mention something that's been a rising trend, which is have you noticed that a lot of people aren't using Twitch anymore and they're using DLive? I've heard, well, I don't really watch Twitch, but I know like a few people have used DLive, like non-gamers. Yeah, uh, Nick Fuentes has, and PewDiePie is huge on the platform. He has almost like 800,000 followers. Obviously, I'm not trying to conflate the two. It's not a platform for the <laughs> all right or something like that. It's what people are going to say. But I love their model, which is they have a cryptocurrency that is used instead of regular money. And I think that combined with some other factors means that the content creators get 91% of the money. You know, with YouTube, it's like, you get like half. Oh, good Lord. That's with even Twitch. If you're, if you're monetized. Yeah, if you're monetized. Twitch, it's like, I think between 50 and 70% depends. I've, I've heard 70, but I think it's probably less. And Probably for the big boys. Yeah, that's true. And D Live, I use the, I looked at the platform a little bit. It seems really cool, and it's got 
strong emphasis on community and they have a really good promo video like super good on their channel explain what DLive is or why use DLive that's what my question was so great persuasion right there of pacing you your emotional state and then giving a good answer through the content creators themselves and the one thing I do not like about them and it's a big one I thought they were a free speech platform they didn't clearly say this but there's one person who is banned there already for just creating an account Alex Jones really Yep. They let they let Nick Fuentes on there, but yep. they ban Alex Jones. Yeah. And Nick Fuentes is a official I think I think they call it partnership. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what well they, it doesn't what take it? much to become a partner though. What you only have to get like two hundred like followers. What was the reason they banned did they even say a reason? It was some sort of hate speech policy they had. He didn't even he didn't even make a anything on there <laughs> like see that's what that's what upsets me more than that anything upsets else. me too when you because it's a get great platform for stuff you don't even do on that platform it's like okay you know you're you're banned from this place even though we you've never interacted with this company like come on like uh, that, that's why i can't stand 99 percent of these things like that that's why honestly i like uh what's that like bit shoot because at least they'll allow that junk yeah you know they they're still they got a lot of things to grow a lot of room to grow but you know honestly of all the YouTube competitors, I think BitChute's probably you know probably got the most promise. But that's why I hated Twitch, because Twitch was like really bad with some of that social justice stuff. Now DLive seems a little bit better, but still they're like, man, I mean it's a great platform. Everything is like it nails it. It's just this one thing, and that's not good. Yeah, like come but on. they allow Fuentes. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, like, you know, Alex Jones didn't say anything nearly as bad as, like, what Fuentes said. I think he's an affiliate, that's what it is. Like, there's different tiers. Oh, he's, like, he's an affiliate. Like, you would, you well, would here's how the tiers, affiliate with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I'm going to check his page, but the the way it works, Sargon's on there. He's still on there. But there's, like, a certain, like, progression you can make. The first step is affiliate. If you get 200 followers, you can become an affiliate. Then the next step is verified partner. And then the last step is global partner. I think Nick is just an affiliate. Okay, but but still, yeah. I, I do like how they make it easier, though. I do like that, you know. So it's not so hard. like with YouTube to become a partner, like with AdSense, is like oh, impossible. Good Lord. Yeah, good luck with that. Then, like, oh, uh, speaking of which. Speaking of which, what did you think of Owen Shorter getting uh, oh, arrested yes. at the Capitol? What was that? Dude, glad you mentioned that. I can probably pull up that video, too. It's on Band.Video, which is Alex Jones's own video site he created, which gets a, some good traffic. Like He's getting tens of thousands of views on videos. Um, and Nick Fuentes, let me check. He's Oh, Nick is a verified partner. <laughs> He's in the middle tier. He says one morning to be a global partner. They verified him. Wow. Alex Come on. Wow. Come on, D Live. Yeah, I mean D Live. Yeah, I love you guys, but that just sucks. Like, you need to go and like, if you're gonna do that, at least let Alex Jones on arrest. You're full of crap. Yeah. Now the thing Phil is talking about. Uh, this is a huge one. Um, so I'm going to play the clip where Owen Schroyer was in Washington, D.C., uh, in the Capitol, in a section where people protested before. You can find video of the removed Trump people with their T-shirts. They removed Trump protesting uh, and saying stuff. And Owen is just standing there silently with a sign. You can check out band.video. You can Google it. You'll find it. He's just standing there with a sign that says, like, hey, you know, it's talking about tech censorship. And this is what happened. 
active demonstration, and if you don't cease and desist, you'll be arrested. Sir, the impeached Trump protesters come here every single day. We saw them here. We actually confronted them. Is there a reason why they aren't arrested every day? What if I just get rid of the sign and hold this? That's, that's a good one. How come the impeached Trump protesters are allowed to be out here every day? We saw them the other day. They were standing out here. No one came up to them. Is there a reason? You have to arrest me. Okay, come with that. Come on, stay here. No, I don't want to go to jail, but if this is how free speech is going to be violated and you want to arrest me in front of all these people, go ahead. Absolutely. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 there no, you no, go. no, no, not yet. You just warned. No, 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 arrest me in front of all these people so they can not see yet. the censorship in this country. Go ahead. I want everybody to see the censorship in this country. Impeached Trump protesters come here every day and have never been arrested. But I'm arrested today because I have this sign. That's the attack on free speech in this country. That's the two-tier justice system that we're dealing with. If you're an impeached Trump liberal Democrat protester, you get to come here every day with no consequence. But I have security all over me because I'm standing here silently. And if that doesn't show you the attack on free speech, Sir, if that doesn't show you the two-tier system, I don't know what will. How many warnings do you give to the impeached Trump protesters when you, they come here today? How many warnings do you give to the impeached Trump protesters? How come the impeached Trump protesters are allowed to come stand out here and he cannot silently stand here? Are you arresting me in front of all these people here today? And if that's what you guys want to do, then that's what you want to do. Impeached Trump protesters are allowed to stand out here and he's not. Can I get any comment on this? Sir, are you going to put your sign away? Do you guys think I should put my sign away or no? Do you think we, they should arrest me in front of you guys right now? What do you guys think? So, is this your last one? Is your last and final one? Are you put your sign away and stop them? Do you guys tell the impeached Trump protesters the same thing? I'm just asking. I just want to know. You don't want to play with me. I'm just standing here. So there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Another Trump supporter receives second-class citizen treatment. Another conservative receives second-class citizen treatment. If you're an impeached Trump protester, you can come out here and protest and demonstrate all day long. But if you're Owen Schroyer, they arrest you. So there you go. Well, I figured I'd play the whole clip there because I think it's worth seeing and not enough people are seeing it. But that is, I mean, the officer did give him multiple warnings, but... They claim you cannot hold that sign outside in that part of the Capitol. But there were, like he said, impeached Trump people there. They had T-shirts that said remove Trump standing right there in the same spot. But he can't do that. Just one guy. One guy. I mean, this is scary stuff. This is like that Tommy Robinson stuff almost where they just take him away. I mean, it's that's really bad. And Gavin McGinnis on Telegram... Uh, who was following the Roger Stone trial. Roger Stone just got totally unjustly punished, in my opinion. 
and Gavin has been seeing the Proud Boys unjustly punished in all these lower courts. He says, I got a bad feeling Owen Shore is going to get the Proud Boys slash Roger Stone treatment. The courts are already bringing up bizarre, totally unrelated accusations like, hey, he's been to D.C. before. Jail time is a very real possibility. Well, you know, Trump Ooh. needs to start standing up and like getting these people out of this stuff. He's a president. He can issue pardons. This is D.C. You know, something needs to be done over here. And, you know, Trump really needs to start, you know, standing up to these people. Well, he's done one good thing, which is he, I forget the numbers, but he's appointed a crap load of circuit court judges, a crap load of judges on these lower you know, courts where these people are getting screwed. Now, D.C. being a very liberal area, you're going to get screwed, like, no matter what. And a pardon, you know, I think he'll definitely pardon Roger Stone once he wins 2020. And Owen, if he goes to jail, he'll pardon him. I hope so. I hope so, too. I think Because, like, listen, like, you know, these Democrats, these Antifa members, you know, say what you will about James Alsop, but what happened to him? Because I used to be friends with him. You know, before on he, Facebook, yeah. Yeah, before he ended up like, you know, going down the route that he decided to go down. And when he went to the uh, deplorable, you know, he got struck in the head by an Antifa member. They found the guy who did it. They went to court. And then he ended up getting the guy who struck him in the head ended up getting let go by a liberal judge. Right over here at Penn State, we had people tear up Trump signs and then yep. they were let go by a liberal judge. Yeah. Nothing yep. was, nothing's done to these people. You know, there's no justice in this country. Like what Aaron Troyer was saying. There is a so two-tier justice system in the United States. And, you know, what happened to him, it's it's not, it's sad and it's downright, you know, talk about deplorable, that's deplorable. And there is literally no justice here. The only justice that Democrats care about is, you know, you know, social justice. They don't care about real justice or else they'd be looking at this and be like, okay, you know, that's messed up. Like if they have anti-Trump protesters over there and they can do that, why is Owen Troyer unable to do that and he's not even they said you can't demonstrate there i mean he was barely demonstrating well yeah and if the demo if the you know antifa and democrats are allowed to demonstrate over there and he's not that yeah, is that yeah. should be considered illegal like and you know, they didn't answer any of his questions or gave it give any rationale like it was the way the cops like you can't obviously you radio listeners can't see this but you see the video you see one of the cops is like laughing at him like almost like just like you know, like, oh, you fool, we're going to take you away. You know, he's, like, laughing at him as if he's, like, you know, it's just kind of sickening seeing it. It's just, ugh. What did you think of this, Phil? It was, it, it, it's crazy how we live in this world now. Like, this is, this is what we've come to. Like, the, and, and Owen didn't say anything. All he did, he had tape over his mouth and all he did was hold up a sign. This is this is where we're at in this world. This is the craziness that we're at in this world. And we're see and we're seeing little bits of that here at Penn State, you know? We're seeing stuff like that here where you know these these liberal organizations here are getting preferential treatment. They're, you know, and we're fight, we're we're fighting just to get people on the campus. Like we're working our tails off to get people on this campus to get anything, any sort of anything around here, you know. And this is and this right here is part why I love what you're doing with Uncensored America. I was going to mention that too. Why. 
I mean, know, not this, to toot our own horn, but this is why organizations like Uncensored America exist and are needed. I mean, I mean, it's great to talk about it, and it's great to, you know, make people aware of it. But we got to, we got to do more. We got to do more. And I feel like, like what you're doing with Uncensored America takes it to that next level. That's what we hope. Because I was talking to Alex Bass in the car today, and I was like, you know, this club really is about fighting for free speech in a way that conservatives haven't been doing right now, which is bringing, number one, bringing the speakers that have been censored and banned back to campuses and bringing the people that, you know, everybody wants to see back to campus and, you know, working through the system to get them there. Because you'll hear all these things like, oh, we... We can't get so-and-so to campus because the school won't let us. It's like, no, you can find a way. Trust me, there are always little paths to find. It may be small. There may be like tiny, tiny cracks in the top corner, but you can find it, get in there, and get your way through. There are ways. And also this, which is like the double standard of, you know, conservatives and liberals with how, you know, which is given free speech and which isn't. Because if one isn't given it, then that means nobody has free speech, really. And nobody has equal representation. Nobody has equal treatment. And, you know, Uncensored America is starting It's starting up, and we're hopefully going to get approved soon. If you want updates on that, um, our Twitter account for Uncensored America is Uncensored AM. It's at Uncensored AM. Same thing on Facebook. So that's where you can find that sort of stuff. And uh, I think we're also, you know, we're on Gab too in Minds. And, you know, we have a YouTube channel too, but that's not really going to be the main place. The main place is Twitter right now. And you see what's, how these people are being treated. It's just terrible. It just is awful. Like, these, because these conservatives aren't given a voice when there is silence like this. You know, you need to not only spread awareness, but like you said, fight for them and actually bring these people to campuses and bring, you know, like, like actually, you know, uh, bring free speech literally back. So we'll keep following this one, but this is a, it's a sad one. I, I have a bad, I, I don't think Owen's been released yet. I think he's still, um, quote unquote, arrested. Well, they can get, well, they can get him for protesting in the wrong space. Yeah. Oh, they can bring up a bunch of things. That's oh, yeah. what they did to the Proud Boys. The, the Proud Boys acted in self-defense, and they said that they were... Um, you know, attacking Antifa, you know, and they were acting like they just came up and beat a bunch of Antifa. I forget the charges and all that, but they put those people in prison for years, some of them. No, Owen Shore has been released. Oh, he yes. has been released. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, that's good, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that on Twitter. Yeah, I guess it happened like a day ago he got released. Yeah. He yeah. was released and all the charges were dropped. Good. That's good. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob do like one of the other InfoWars people just to tweet, he's out, folks, free Owen. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you say what you will about Alex Jones, but even though he has been pretty much banned from the internet, his whole, he just has his website and now he created his own, you know, video website. He's still out there fighting, him and his people. Yeah. And they're still putting skin in the game, blood on the line. Like, I'm, like, you got to admit, if you disagree with him, you still have to admit that's pretty impressive. 
commitment to what you believe in. You know, Alex Jones, he's kind of the embodiment of the American dream. If you think about it, he's like an entrepreneur. He does all his, <laughs> yes. like, you know, he pretty much built his business for nothing. Like, you know, like, I give that guy a lot of props. Sure, he's messed up before, but, you know, you got to move on from that. You know, there's a lot of people who did a lot of stupid crap, like, especially like, look at celebrities. Like, a lot of celebrities did a lot of really stupid things back in the day. And then they could just go and, like, wash over that. Oh, you know, like, you know, come on. You know, he, he messed up. You know, I'm, he admits it. Stuff happens. You know, you got to move on. You can't just go and, like, ban someone from everything for life. Like, you know, that's not how this works. If someone commits a crime, you know, they do their time and they're out. And he didn't, like, uh, he didn't really commit a crime. Like, maybe he did something in civil court. But, you know, that's being litigated. Once that's done, he should be free to start anew. I don't see, you know, why they, you know, they let... They look like Hunter, like Joe Biden do all this stuff, and he did some you know really bizarre things back in the day, you know, and a lot of that stuff he's still doing today with like licking people's fingers and like grabbing little girls and stuff, and he's somehow still probably you know at least the the establishment's like front runner. Mm. You know, speaking of that, you know, who do you like? What do you guys think is going on with uh, with any of that stuff? Well, I think the race is down to three people. It's Bernie, Biden, and Pocahontas. Everybody else doesn't matter at this point. I think Bernie, he's a hard one to predict now because he has had a sort of resurgence in the polls. I think he could win Iowa, New Hampshire. But after that, I think the DNC is going to put serious backings into Pocahontas because Pocahontas splits the progressive vote. She splits Bernie's voters up. And so they're going to want to keep her in to keep Bernie from winning. And because if he had her votes, he would be in the lead right now, technically, or at least close to Joe Biden. So I think they're going to keep her in, might make her the nominee. It's possible. But I think Biden could come out in the end, just, you know, drag himself across the finish line. Oh, speaking of uh, the people that don't matter, Pete uh, Buttigieg had a Jeb Bush moment. Oh, what did he do? Did you guys see that? He was at a rally, and he did one of the most, you know, just silliest things, like, you know, worst, cringiest political things you could do at a rally, which was have a Jeb Bush moment. So I'm going to play that for you guys because it's one of those things that's just, it's funny but sad and cringy at the same time. So here's Pete Buttigieg at a rally. By having better hands guided by better values on those pulleys and levers of American government. So can I look to you to spread that sense of hope to those that you know? Yes. Come on. <laughs> well, Did you hear like, that laugh? It's not like Krusty the Clown. Yeah, I know. I told you that in the car. Yeah, yeah there. I didn't have the clip. <laughs> <laughs> there's a clip. I saw the. <laughs> Yeah, there's a clip that played that right after he did that, and it's so true. It does sound like Krusty the Clown. It kind of looks like him too, just like some like, like just some like you know, messed up clown. That's kind of what he is. (laughs) You know what it reminded me of though? Ultimately, uh, you you remember the uh, the campus clash with uh, Donald Trump Jr. and so uh, when Charlie Kirk was first introduced. Uh, there, there wasn't that many people clapping, and then Charlie Oof. Kirk kind of raised his hands up, like saying, "Hey, like it, like giving the pantomime of like 
clap up, get up, clap, get up and clap or whatever. Oh, I didn't even know. I thought, I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like Charlie Kirk, no one really knows about him that much. Or they'll like, know, but they don't care that much. Like they care you know? about Don Jr. Like he's because he's a star. He's Donald Trump's son. He's the son of the president. Yeah, it's just yeah. like Charlie Kirk's like, eh. But like, yeah, he's, he's the not, opening act. He's not running for president. Biden yeah. is that, or I mean, not just Biden. Like Pete Buttigieg, I don't know. Like honestly, of all the like of all the threats, like Biden really doesn't scare me. Trump could, you know, there's just so much ammo like between all of them. Like what was going on that whole thing? They kind of like they let out all the trap cards to use against <laughs> them for the most part. Like you know, Bernie, he's just too old. And he didn't really. What what is what has he done constructive in his life? You know, he did some activism, I guess, back in the sixties. But he's been living off of daddy's money for years. And he's got like two houses, but he wants to go and like complain about the rich. Like, dude, you are the rich. You are the one percent. You know, give up your money to start socialized healthcare with your own dollar. You know, and who, like Pocahontas, she's just such a liar. She's such a fraud. Like, out of all of them, she's the biggest fraud out there, I think. And then, like, who else is there? Uh, Bloomberg. Like, he is, like, if you hate Donald Trump, he's basically just, like, the liberal version of Donald Trump that can't meme, that, like, it will alienate so many people, like, on the left because they're like, hey, we don't want, like, this New York billionaire. Oh, we guess we were again, we're getting another New York billionaire. That's really going to attract the Democrat votes. Like, of all the people out there, the only people I think, you know, honestly, that would have posed a problem, but they're not going to win anyway for Trump, would have been Tulsi Gabbard and maybe Andrew Yang. I think Tulsi Gabbard probably would have been the most dangerous one for Trump, but I don't think they're going to let her get away with uh, that. The establishment will never let that happen. Like, they saw what she said, and like, you know, she's suing Hillary. I mean, good for her. You know, I, it's I'd, more of a political move, though. Let's be honest. I know. I don't care. I like it that she's suing Hillary Clinton, because <laughs> like Hillary Clinton really is. You know, she's saying that this person's a Russian asset. Dude, just shut up. You know, you are so irrelevant. You know, you're probably. You know, if you want to talk about Russian assets, you know, look at the uranium one. Guess who that was done under? Yeah, look at the steel dossier. Yeah, you know, Hillary Clinton's just such a piece of crap. Like she is so like dried up haggard witch. And I said that with a W. That was with a W. Censors. You know, like the witch of the West. But yeah, it's just pretty much that pretty much is her, you know. She's just no one likes her. She is unlikable. She does not inspire people to go and vote for her. She's smells like death, apparently. Apparently does that uh, Pokemon go 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 to the polls and make you want to vote for her. Yeah, she probably smells like an anime convention. <laughs> I bet that's like just pee pee and That's poo -poo. the highest insult you could throw at her of yeah. all the ones you just did there. Oh, God. You, and then, like, do you go and see, like, how uh, Tulsi started out her, like, legal deposition or whatever? It was like, I, I do not, like, I do not, I'm not depressed. I do not plan on killing myself. <laughs> like, she literally wow. put that on there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I saw, um, it was on the internet, but, you know, you can fact check me on that. I wouldn't be surprised because that is a legitimate concern. I feel like, that. I feel like she didn't say that, but it's still funny. I could see her doing it. And, like, you know, it, it, it's so funny. But, yeah, I think she, like, she probably would have posed problems with Trump because she's, I a, don't. she's a veteran. And she's like a woman veteran. That but she's a lot not of people appealing like. to the left in the country at all. She's very unappealing to them. 
Oh, she's well. She's still pretty left on a lot of things. She is. She's very progressive. That's why I don't like these. And she's a woman. Libertarian conservatives that like started jumping on the Tulsi train, all because of one little issue that's kind of irrelevant now. Kind of, kind of emphasis on the kind of, which is the anti-war stuff. Well, she's anti-war, and she was like anti this like Google stuff. I saw her on uh, Joe's podcast. Yeah, but it's like most of her policies and- are all far left progressive policies, and so she just you know she kind of like blends in with the rest of them. And Elizabeth Warren's a more exciting candidate for them. Oh, how is she more exciting? She is. She I is, don't think she is. She is, but she they is do. a walking meme. Like, the only people I could see really vying for her would be, like, soccer moms. Like, lefty soccer moms. Like, I, I, don't I don't think she can write, like, Bernie Sanders, he's got, like, the voice of, you know, the, the people. I think, honestly, if she was smart, if Warren made, uh, you know, what's his face, uh, Sanders. <laughs> he's knocked over the If he made Sanders, it. like, the vice president, I think that would be potentially a problem. But, I mean... You know, Trump could just rip rip her apart, and she's just so weak. Like, she, she does not seem like she can dish out any sort of... Oh, could you imagine her with Putin? Oh, my God. No, she God. would... She'd go and probably go in there. Like, she'd be like Trudeau, like an Indian headgear. Yeah. Like, just walking around. I, I hope she doesn't have the baggage Trudeau has in her uh, yearbooks. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Trudeau, too, he's like... He's a meme. Yeah, you know, a cringe blackface. And like, what's dude. it with, like, lefties and blackface? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then look at Virginia over there. Like, see, and that stuff, you know, they had that rally over there. And a that was, form of, um, what's it called? Uh, not compensating, but, uh, you know, recovering from your guilt, essentially. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, I did a bunch of stupid crap. You know, so I'm like going to go on about boy. how I hate racism. I'm not racist. Oh, look what they found now. Yeah, it's so many of them. It, it, you know... It's so disturbing. It's just like it's like and he did 2001. 2001. Yeah, I'm talking like 1950s. 2001. Modern day America. Yeah. Well, technically Canada, but modern day world. Well, you technically the, it's you know, in North America. Yeah, North America. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Well, it's like he just loves to dress up. I think you know because you see he he's does in so many outfits. Up. Like someone made like. Like a meme of that. It was like the faces of like Trudeau. And they have like him in all these like stupid outfits. Because like. Pick he your really, challenger. Yeah. He's just so weird. He, like, you know, he's like one of those like me characters on like the Wii. You just like stick him in different games and stuff. That's that's him. <laughs> you know, he's like you just pull him in different things. He's like one of those recurring like villains that just goes in like dresses and like for like from Pokemon. He's a shapeshifter. Like Jesse and James or whatever. They just go in these like crappy disguises. You could eat like anyone else could tell that who it is. But, you know, it's him in, like, just some BS disguise. Yeah. I wouldn't want him representing my country. Like, they got to say Trump's, like, disrespectful or a joke. Like, dude, look at Trudeau. You can't take that man seriously. He is such a cuckold. <laughs> He's a Canadian cuckold. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, him and... Who is that one from France, too? Like, uh, Macron? Macaroni, yeah. Yeah, macaroni, yeah. He's like, he's weird too because he's like, he's married. He's to, married to like a 70 year old teacher. You yeah, said. like, honestly, That's weird. honestly, I think he was like the victim of sexual abuse, but he just went with it. Stockholm syndrome. Well, yeah, because I was his teacher. He, like, he was like married to his like high school teacher. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, that. that's, that's actually really, really weird. That, that's like, no, that's sexual abuse, but it's okay because, you know, the president, you know, it's a president of your country is like basically married to his uh, statutory rapist. It's like when like men like our age, like to flip it around the other way, 
you know, start dating like middle schoolers or high schoolers, you know, when they're in college. We, we know someone like that. It's like, don't do that, you know? It's just disgusting. But like, well, see, like at least if they're 18 and stuff and it's fully legal, it's a little bit different. I know, like, but Because it's different if, if the woman's younger and the men's older as long as it's within legal age, like yeah, legal yeah, limits. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of, there's a biological reason for that. But when you have the opposite, it's sort of a sign of a more beta male. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe like when you're in high school, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go and date. I'll go and date the uh, the top dog over here. You know, I'll go and date the, uh, you know, the high school senior when I'm a freshman. That's like a power move. But, you know, you don't marry them. Yeah. And that's a little bit different, too, if it's like your teacher. <laughs> if you'll be bragging about that, it's like, oh, you know, this is this is hot. You know, this is what I think is cool. So you saying I'm not beta then? Well, I mean, most people like, I mean, uh, not, not as much of a beta. Oh, wow. I see how it is. You know, there's always more beta <laughs> things you can do. It's like, like what? Like, like there's a billion beta things you can do. You don't what are do a billion, well, okay. What beta things do I do? I don't know, man. See, I, not bad then. No, I, I Perfect know, I, note to end the show on, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> when, when did you, when do you first date, start dating? You're like, what, 21? Okay. There you yes. go. How long do you take you <laughs> to ask her out? The game. How long did it take you to ask her out? It took like three weeks. Yeah, see, okay. Okay, well, there was a snow day in between. Oh, oh okay, snow <laughs> You're day. You're welcome, Sean. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Phil. Love you too, brother. Sean, we've been working on this since your freshman year, and it took you till like, well, like last hey, year. Hey, hey, I had help from my friends. I did. But in the end, I was the one that asked her yes. out. Okay? Yeah. It just took a little motivation, a little effort, but it got me across the line. So, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.